Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? You do not look the same age. I was being kind of like, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this button Barbie camper. The queen of the desert. And just like that, we are back with part two of our ranking of the best and worst dressed doctors. In this episode, we will be ranking the best dressed doctors from Doctor Who. However, if you want to hear our worst dress ranking, I suggest pausing this episode and going back to listen to episode one of the series. I am once again joined by my mum for her fashion expertise. Before we get into the episode, however, I just want to say a quick thank you to all the subscribers and everyone who's taken the time to leave a rating. Thank you for all your support. Coming in at number eight is the eighth doctor played by Paul McGann. So the reason why the eighth doctor for me has ranked so high is because we actually are lucky enough to get two looks with this doctor and the first look I think is a banger for a doctor fresh out the gate and also I think for a doctor who like we're big fans of him in the big finish audio adventures oh, yeah. but this was his really one and only adventure on screen until he does that short um later on the night of the doctor yeah and the thing about this is I love how coherent it is. Absolutely. I love that it's hitting every single Doctorish point. Yeah. I love the coat and I love the palette because we've seen the Doctor likes black, the Doctor likes an earth tone. Yeah, definitely browns and. They love yeah. a tweed. Yeah, a tweed. This, Natural fabric. It's something we've not seen the Doctor before. This is in greys and silvers and it really works. The black, the grey, the silver. I think the reason why it works, I'm not going to lie, is because an American probably put it together. <laughs> I think it works because this was the American Doctor, although it was filmed in Canada. This is a, a Hollywood version of the Doctor and it works because that's glossy, what they're so good at. Isn't it? It's got a bit of gloss on it. It's got gloss. Yeah. So his first outfit I really liked and his second outfit I really like as well because the second outfit he has I absolutely love. It's got that sort of I'm an archaeologist in Egypt in the wilderness and I've got this big jacket on. I love the boots. I love the boots. The boots are so cool. Everything about this works. And it and it speaks to his doctor as well. You don't need to have listened no. to all the big finish. No. Um, to know who this doctor is it's right there in front of you and it just it works so well and the two transitions from him pre-time war living his best life as a sort of I would say they've taken inspiration from someone like for me it's Oscar Wilde they've taken inspiration from it's like a paired back Oscar Wilde inspired look um to this someone who's been at war for a while but they still have got elements of who they really are yeah. and that comes out in how they dress yeah, with definitely. the coat and that he's still within that Edwardian period I would say yeah. he's got some standards he wants to keep yeah he's, his standards up he's not he's lost it yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah and I just I love it not gonna lie no I love it too <laughs> I can't add anything to that no I don't think that you can add anything to that I think people will be surprised that we've ranked him so high again we're not looking we're not ranking um our love for the doctors it's just costume we're looking at costumes and it's just this costume works and we've got we're lucky enough to add the two versions of the costume which are both really good and they both speak to him as a doctor they oh. both speak to him as a character and they both just are bangers basically yeah so really really great yeah, you'd be dead proud if you'd done those wouldn't you yeah i think so yes what these shoes they fit perfectly yes coming in at seventh place in our best dressed doctor rankings is the second doctor played by patrick drayton we've reached the second doctor who is your favourite Doctor, and since that's the case, I'm just going to let you have the floor. The thing I like about this particular costume is that it's a deconstructive version of the basic elements of the first Doctor's outfit. It, it's as if the first Doctor's costume was put through a malfunctioning blender alongside silent comedy references that relate to Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. It's got that wonderful slapstick element to it which is great i also agree and i would add to that that 
this is the outfit that really um, sets in stone moving forward how the doctors are going to dress, which is a little bit against the curve of what is normal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, I think, keeping some elements of the previous costume, yeah. I think. And I think this one is just genius. I really do. I love the pockets. I just... What do you think? Well, we both noticed the um, inside out pockets, which... Yeah. I mean, I think the sound, I mean, I would have put this outfit up higher, but the reason why it's, I mean, it's still in the top 10, but the reason why it's in uh, seventh place for me is because of the black and white nature and the fact that you can't see every aspect of what a cool no, costume this no, is. quite, yeah. So you lose a lot of those details and simply because of that... Because I've, it's in monochrome. Yeah, yeah, I've ranked it lower and it's not particularly like good monochrome either. It's a bit sort of cheap. You don't feel like it's the best film stock they're using. And because of that... You, you don't get the detailing on the costume. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and it's a shame. Yeah, and that's why for me it's not any higher. But I, like you, think this it's a brilliant costume. It's really clever, it's really inventive. And it perfectly suits the character that Patrick Tratton created in The Second Daughter. I would completely agree with that. And, I mean, I don't think there's, like we said with The Eighth Doctor, I don't think that there's anything that we can sort of add to this. No, it's just perfect for me. Oh, oh well, that's not so bad. But I warn you, I'm very particular. In at number six on our best dress rankings is the 10th Doctor played by David Tennant. So I think for a lot of our listeners, where we've ranked the 10th Doctor will come at something of a surprise because although he's ranked in the top 10, uh, he's not in the top five. And personally, my reasons for that is, although his look is truly iconic, I think it's the most iconic look of new who for me the problem is you've really only got two variations of one suit having seen some of the um behind the scenes images that we've got coming through of the filming that's going on currently for the 60th anniversary specials it looks as if he's getting a different kind of suit which will be interesting but the suit that the 10th has that we know that he has that we've seen him in the tv series has to date is you've got the brown version which i personally prefer and you've got the blue version which i always felt was a bit stagey it felt a bit you know how we were talking about five yeah i get what you're saying yeah, yeah. and how a little bit contrived a little bit costume department mm. yeah and for me the brown one is I think much more in keeping with the Doctor. I would also say the era as well. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. that's another thing I want to bring into this. I mean, the thing that I find really refreshing about this silhouette is that it's very different to what we've seen um, prior to this because it's a 1940s silhouette. It's it is. basically a spiv or if we were in American parlance, it would be like a zoot suit and... Padded shoulders. Padded shoulders. Strong lines. Yeah, and it's really different. And it's interesting that when it comes to the Doctor's costume, they tend to basically have certain periods that they go to. So I would say late 19th century, that's where you'll find the first Doctor, elements of the second Doctor, yep. elements of the third Doctor. Yep. Um, then you've got, I would say, early 20th century. Before. Yeah, I would say, yeah, for four. And I would also say 1930s for... Um, Five? Yeah, and number seven as yeah. well. Uh, but it's definitely within that sort of time period, late 19th century, early 20th century. And I think the Tenth Doctor actually pushes the envelope on that. And yeah, definitely. Definitely pushes it into the 1940s, which yeah. is really interesting. And moving forward, I would love to see another... 20th century silhouette come into the doctor's wardrobe i'd like to see that i'd like to see us move push the push the needle on forward to you know in rock 
maybe not glam rock. I mean, did we not have that with thick? Oh yeah. I feel like that's glam rock, uh-huh. but without the glam or the rock. Not quite sure what it's giving you. Glam rock. No, it's no, no it's it's as if glam rock washed up on the rocks. Oh, wow. But going back to number ten, yeah, I just think it's really i mean we say it a lot we say iconic a lot but it is it is iconic it is an icon and it's really the thing that sort of like with the fourth doctor it's a silhouette so recognizable this is universally recognizable even people who are not fans of the series if you show them david tennant in this they will know that it is the doctor Yeah. yeah and that's i think so impressive very much so now, people are going to be listening to this and thinking, and so why didn't they put it up higher? <laughs> but, the daps. Well, I don't mind the daps. I mean, we have talked about Quirky by Committee, which we talked about in our worst uh, worst ranked uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. And for me, this toes that line of Quirky by Committee. Everything about this is screaming 1940s Mm. and then we get to the daps, which I should say, not everyone is going to know what we're talking about when we say daps because we're from the West Country and for that particular type of shoes, we we use the word daps. Um, But in other countries, in other parts of the UK, they'll probably think of them as trainers and they're also referred to in the series as sand shoes, but we're going to call them daps. So... Yeah, I think everything is fine and then they've just gone, okay, but we can't just put him on a pair of brogues or anything like that because it's going to look like he's walked off the set of some sort of costume drama. So putting the the daps on adds that quirky, Mm. not quite right element. But unlike a vegetable on the lapel, this works. Yeah, it's really acceptable. It's acceptable quirkiness. Yeah. And that's what we love. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's quite adventurous, really. Well, I mean, it's adventurous for this era, which don't really ever push the envelope. No. In, I mean, they push it in terms of storyline. They push it in terms of, of uh, characters. characters development. But they don't push it when it comes to the costumes. No, the costumes don't. are incredibly pedestrian. Yep. That's one of my main issues with this era. Poor so, Poor Martha. Let's not even... We will get to her in another audio adventure. We will get to her. Okay. Yeah, we're going to leave that for an episode because if we get into Martha right now, we may never finish. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love Martha. I think she's one of the best new Who companions. And she's a beautiful girl. Yeah, I think she's a real... I mean, I think Freeman is just that well she's she's amazing she's hot she's everything but her her and romana her her costumes are just absolutely awful yeah but we won't get into that now we're not getting we're not going there there. but so pulling it back making it more relevant to what we're talking about which is the 10th doctor yep sorry about that so that the 10th doctor fans feel that we haven't spent all this time talking about Martha (laughs) um yeah I mean there uh, do you think there's anything we could add to this I mean what would you uh, what would you do to take away the sort of quirky by committee or studio feel about the blue suit as opposed to the brown one I would have made a much more defined pinstripe I think yeah um yeah, I think that really would have worked. And maybe padded the shoulders on the coat a bit more. But it suits him as well. He looks really good in it. Yeah, he looks really good in it. It's a 10 for us. Well, it's not 10 for us. It's an almost 10 for us <laughs> for 10. <laughs> We've reached the top five of our best ranked Doctor Who costumes. And in fifth place is the fourth Doctor, played by Tom Baker. So we've reached the top five, 
and at number five is the fourth doctor so i think a lot of people will probably be surprised again where we've placed the fifth doctor which is probably not as high as a lot of people will have expected often when i've seen other rankings online he's been one or two um in terms of the best dressed doctor and we both love his original tweed costume we do it's a great costume it's an exceptional costume for me i also think that it's a perfect distillation of the professoral doctor look yeah it's it's academia isn't it it hits every element of that yeah i think that this outfit like the outfit of doctor number two personifies the character that tom baker created in the fourth doctor it's so mad professor it's just great and i think the outfit is is perfect for that i completely agree and the thing that we keep going back to the thing that we talked about with 10 the thing that we talked about with five was this idea of quirky by committee and where does this costume fall on that now i'm gonna say that it's the addition of the scarf that makes this really the doctor's look yeah And the addition of the scarf is such a wild item because it really shouldn't work. It's too long, it's not functional, it's not practical. And they even use that, they incorporate that as a sort of running gag where he trips people up on his scarf, where he trips up on his scarf quite a lot. And that's really clever and really funny and inventive way of using the scarf. But for me, it's the scarf that makes it the doctor's costume. And it's an item that in the wrong hands could totally have turned it into a parody, made it ridiculous, made it look like the celery on the lapel versus the daps on the 10th Doctor's costume. It's so interesting that that has become the most identifiable piece of the wardrobe when it comes to Doctor Who. Yeah, I completely agree. Even in one of the most recent Christmas specials, the 13th Doctor wore a multicoloured Paul Smith scarf, which was completely referencing the 4th Doctor's scarf. It is iconic. This is, I would say, until the 10th Doctor came along, this is the costume that most people will have thought about for the Doctor. With all that said, however, the reason why the fourth Doctor is not in the number one or number two slot in our rankings is really because of that burgundy costume. The burgundy costume that he later wears towards the end of his tenure on the show. And although I didn't want to make the best dressed as negative as the worst dress i have to say i really absolutely hate that burgundy costume for me this is i know we have said that the fifth doctor is where things started to go wrong with the costuming and i do agree with that because i do think that it did look costume workshop but for me this is really that burgundy costume is really the point where the doctor's costumes went from being grade a fantastic to really not great awful kind of it's a disappointment it really is comparing the two i wonder if they had a change of uh, designer i think that's what must have happened i'm not sure i probably should have googled that done a bit of research but there's definitely a different language between the first his first costumes and this this later look for me, it just doesn't work because it was such that tweed look was so iconic. And there are elements that you could have pulled into other things. For instance, we've seen with the 11th Doctor how you can take a certain type of look, say, for instance, his original warm tweed, and how you can push it forward, how you can change the colour, how you can add elements or take elements away but really, you keep, you can keep the silhouette, you can keep the feel. It doesn't have to change completely. There's still elements that are identifiable to the 11th Doctor. It demonstrates how you can keep that. I don't feel that with the 4th Doctor. I feel that you have a radically different shift from professoral, tweed, to this. I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, when I look at it, 
it kind of reminds me of you know the poster the french poster with the guy and he's got the red scarf on oh my god to lose trek yeah it reminds me oh, of that yeah, it does absolutely yeah but but there's no the, the lack of continuity and the fact that it just seems such a as you say radical change going back to what it also reminds me of this it's also a sort of byronic element to it as well very much so the thing that i really dislike about it i'm gonna be honest is the inclusion of the scarf yeah it just doesn't work with the rest of the burgundy outfit no and because it's almost as if the doctor this doctor the fourth doctor can't exist without a long scarf it really worked with the tweed look yeah it just came out of left field but it really worked but it was one of those elements that you got the feeling that he just dragged off a peg somewhere accidentally and just kept it because it looked good he liked it and it 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 was so it, it felt so real yeah this feels like it's a parody like you've given someone a uh you've given some building blocks you've said look build the fourth doctor a costume and then they've gone oh well he always wears a scarf i agree with you i don't really understand the inclusion of this scarf in the the outfit at all so to finish on the subject of the fourth doctor's burgundy costume what would you do if you were presented with this brief to improve it if i were to redesign the burgundy outfit the first thing i would do i would lose the scarf i would also lose the byronic shirt and swap that for probably a smart dress shirt. I thought we must get moving. Is something wrong? You've changed. Oh, no, not again. No, no, I, I didn't mean your face. I meant your clothes. Don't you like them? Unit is supposed to be a security organization. Do you think I might attract attention? It's just possible. Coming in at number four is the 11th Doctor, played by Matt Smith. So, throughout this ranking, we've seen lots of different costumes on lots of different Doctors. But I think this is the first time with the 11th Doctor that we're actually seeing the psychology, the events that have happened to the Doctor, really take a role in his clothes and how he's presenting himself. I think there's a distinct shift between how he was dressing in the first two series that he does, so series five and series six, and how he dresses in the Christmas special and then series seven B, which is the series with Clara Oswald. There's a distinct change in tone and I, I i think so i think it yeah his moods are manifesting very much into the costuming aren't they and i think it's linked obviously to the departure of, of the ponds. yeah 100 percent the ponds but it's so interesting the shift and how we've gone from talking in the uh last uh segment that we talked about with the fourth doctor the sh- the tonal shift between his costumes were very jarring and there was no real clear reason as to why he'd gone from a a very sort of buttoned up uh professoral silhouette to as we said a baronic uh very flowy very unbuttoned very chaotic look there was no reason behind that however with the 11th doctor the silhouette has not really changed. We've still got the key elements. We've got the jacket. We've got the bow tie. We've got the tweed. But where it has changed... It's more sombre. It's more sombre. And also, I would say, whereas his first version of a look, his his first costume, you know, he was called the Raggedy Man. And that there's elements that don't necessarily work. The skinny trousers... You know, it's all very, like, hipster who's just come out of a pub at, like, midnight. It's preppy hipster, isn't it? One too many ciders, you know, maybe he's picked up somebody else's jacket. It's dishevelled. It's a bit dishevelled. When we see him in his later alliteration, it is much more sophisticated. Yeah, definitely. But within that sophistication, I would argue that Unlike many of the other Doctors, in fact, I'm not sure we've ever seen a Doctor do this other than maybe the Sixth Doctor, he's using his clothes, I would say, as an armour. 
there's the distance he wants yes, to create. I think that's true. This is a character that is presenting himself as being very together. Um, and I think you're right. It is a sort of armour. It's, it's, I'm, I'm all together. I'm well presented. And I also think he's trying to keep Clara at a sort of distance as opposed to the ponds when everything was sort of open. He was pretending to be much younger than he actually was. He was getting swept away with them. I think when we see him in his more put together look in 7B, which is the grey tweed with the purples, he is trying to keep her arms length now I also I'm gonna go into something about color as well and I think the way they use the color for this doctor is very interesting so we go from very warm inviting buttery hues with the occasional red or the occasional blue put in in the bow tie to greys and purples and much darker colors and I also think there's a link there with victorian morning because yeah. as purple as you were transitioning out of morning there were various stages that you would go through and they would encompass from black to sort of purples and violets as you went through those stages and as we have said he's mourning for his friends who are no longer with him and we see that in his clothes where he's presenting you know he's slowly coming out of a very dark period and he's slowly moving towards um, having a new friendship with somebody but you can still see the emotional damage that he feels in his clothes that he's not quite there yet and he's using this as the armour that he's wearing and his mourning is represented in his clothes. I think for me what's really interesting and why um, we decided to rank the 11th Doctor in the fourth position is because of that because you do see this emotional roller coaster that he goes on um, reflected in every aspect including the clothes and it's that sort of attention to detail that I really enjoy and I would love to see more of I would love to see that as we're now getting a new doctor with the 14th doctor with um, Shuti Gatwa I would love to see some of that reflected in his future wardrobes and I hope I really hope that we actually get more than one costume for him so with the 11th doctor we've gone from nine who was boring and only really ever changed his jumpers <laughs> 10 who was a sort of throwback costume doctor with his basically two different colors of suits 11 really broke the mold mm. because he said you can have a doctor where you've gotten used to him being in this lovely warm buttery tweed look and then suddenly we're going to we're going to pull the rug we're going to give him a completely a style overhaul and it works really well and it, it goes well. it goes to prove that the doctor can change their costumes they don't need to be in the same thing over and over again for you to know that it's the Doctor. No, it works. Yeah, and they've kept that silhouette. They've said the silhouette is a bow tie with a jacket, it's tweeds, and they've kept that. I would recognise this as being uh, the 11th Doctor. Yeah. It doesn't matter what colour tweed he's wearing. It doesn't matter whether there's an inclusion of a waistcoat. The style is there. I see it. You know, it's very clear. And yeah, it's so refreshing and it just opens the door. It reminds you of the older versions of the Doctor. Yes, like definitely. the third Doctor yep. who changed his costume a lot. And they were all very different, but intrinsically they were still his costumes. And that's what really worked. And I really, really hope that now that we've got the 14th Doctor coming... I really hope that we get some change up of his style. I mean, I, you know, I really would have loved. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like we might be getting this. We might be getting maybe a last minute change for Jodie. Maybe our costume's going to change at the last minute or something like that. And it I would... Hope so. I hope so too. It would be lovely to see her in something different mm. before she leaves. 
Yeah, because this doctor proves that you could have a, a, a clear signature, but vary it about. Exactly, yeah. And I would completely love to see a change up as a style. And moving forward, as I said, I'd love to see the doctors embracing this more. You do not have to be shackled no. to a uniform. And shackled is the word. A hundred percent, yeah, shackled. So for me, I mean, this is why the 11th Doctor's costumes for me are ranked so high. I just think they're brilliant. And I also think, you know, there's a lot of criticism that's aimed at this era. I don't feel that it should be. Oh, I don't either. I think one of the things that you can't criticise, well, maybe you can criticise a little bit with Amy Pond's wardrobe, but the one thing that you can't criticise with this necessarily is the wardrobe. Because I think that this Doctor, the 11th Doctor, really, you could see the push towards better costuming, thoughts about yeah. the costuming of the companions, of the Doctors, in a way that and we... And the use of colour. And the use of colour, which is really important, I think. Whether they did it intentionally or unintentionally, I think it's really, really is there. It's so emphatic, the use of colour, I'd say. Yeah, I completely agree. And then it it points to you a direction that characters are going in, mm. how their psycho- psychology, I'm trying to get that word out, how their psychology is impacting on every aspect, including their clothes. I just think it's brilliant. And it's so true to life. Yeah, I think so. We all so. do that, don't we? And I also think as you change, your style evolves, Definitely. or it should. Nobody is still wearing what they were wearing 10 years ago. Your silhouette might still be the same, but the elements that you add to it are going to be different. You There's may... always going to be variations on a theme. Yeah, exactly. But there will be variations. And that's what this really says. It says he's still... I mean, for me, he is the hipster doctor and he is a hipster till the end. Absolutely. But he's a hipster that's going on a journey, yep. you know. And he'll probably be ending up, you know, if he was a human, he'd end up one of those people that pretends they still live in the Victorian period or Edwardian <laughs> period. He'd be one of those ones. But, yeah, no, personally, I don't know if you feel this way, but I don't think there's anything to add to this. I mean, I might have liked... One thing I might be interested in is if we do get the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, returning for... Uh, the 60th anniversary. I haven't seen anything of him yet, but I'm sure it's in development somewhere. I would like to see him transition from these purples back into something a bit warmer. I'd like to see that transition. That would be cool, wouldn't it? I think it'd be really interesting because, again, he's going on a journey. You know, it would be fantastic. But for me, and I don't know about you, I don't think there's anything I could add to this you're the designer. No, I, I'm, I agree completely. I, I think it's so refreshing. And no, I don't think you could have done anything much to improve it. Bow ties are cool. In third place is the 12th Doctor, played by Peter Capaldi. So for the sake of transparency, I think I should say that the 12th Doctor is my favourite New Who Doctor. But obviously we're not biased because we didn't put him at number one. <laughs> He's my, my favourite too. He's also the highest ranked New Who Doctor when it comes to wardrobe. Yes, if you can count and you've been following the rankings so far, um, the 12th Doctor is at number three. So he is the highest ranked of the New Who Doctors. Now I think we should discuss a little bit about the reason why he's gone above other New Who Doctors and other Doctors as a whole. Because I think, as we have already discussed, I think a lot of people, again, might be surprised that he's at number three and that he's above Doctors such as Ten and Four and Doctors like that. For me, the reason why I've ranked him so high is simply because of his tailoring. His tailoring, the tailoring of the 12th Doctor suits is exceptional. It is exceptional. And a lot of that comes from the fact that they're designer suits. Bespoke designer suits. And it shows. There's only one Doctor, I feel, who has better tailoring. And that's Doctor number three. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No. Spoiler. 
he's coming. <laughs> but yeah, I just absolutely love the tailoring. My favourite look of his is that burgundy suit that he wears. It's exceptional. It is chef's kiss. Perfect example of really wonderful, masculine, elegant tailoring. I don't think it's just masculine tailoring, though, because to be honest, I would wear that. If somebody told me... I would wear that too. Yeah, if somebody said to me, you have to pick a outfit for the doctor this is your selections you are the new doctor and this is what you've got to pick from for me i would pick that burgundy every single time i love that suit it's a wonderful suit i also think that another part of the reason why the 12th doctor's wardrobe works so well is because it brings influences from multiple eras of the doctor definitely and it marries them together. That first, um, his regeneration costume, so after he's changed from being 11 and now he's 12, and he wears the black suit with the red lining. The red lining is just amazing. That completely goes back to and is referencing the opera cloak of the third doctor and that i think is what i really enjoy about this is that it's the first new who doctor that marries the styles of new and old and it it does it in such a way it's fun exactly but it's also very clever because we kind of saw um with the seventh doctor how you can have lots and lots of different references but they don't really work they they were bland. These aren't bland. These are references where you've taken specific um, silhouettes or colours or um, flourishes, Fabric. fabrics, yeah, as well, and you've reinterpreted them for this new outfit. And that is really what I think works so well. It's head and shoulders above. Yeah, because you're not just referencing, you're referencing and then reinterpreting into something different which is so interesting and also i mean the elephant in the room <laughs> is while he had amazing suits there were also some clangers let's be real the hoodies the hoodies the space hobo look that he sometimes adopted i absolutely hated it and i don't understand it i, I don't really get why he was wearing I agree. There was no reasoning behind it. If he was decorating? Maybe if he was decorating the inside of the TARDIS. We don't know. But there was no obvious reasoning between the two styles. And it wasn't as if we were getting some sort of thematic, this is the reason it's to fit in or it's some sort of psychological thing. camouflage outfit. Yeah. So for me... The hoodies never worked, but you can't take away how great the tailoring is. And where 11 broke the mould, I would say that 12 pushed the dial on for what really you can put inside the doctor's wardrobe and how flexible they can be in terms of style. Because I would argue that there isn't one costume that the 12th doctor wears he wears multiple costumes multiple costumes yeah when you think of him you'll probably think of your favorite look not the one that he wore the most that's very true and that is why for me he ranks so high he ranks at the top of the new who and he ranks at number three for all the doctors because it is so different We are completely unbound from any of the costumes, any of the costume doctor ideas that we previously had. This is a doctor who isn't stuck in a fashion rut. Risks are also being taken with style, which is so, again, so refreshing. And I really think, I mean, I, I hold out hope for the 14th Doctor and the new, you know, what will become the new styles of the new series. But you're going to have to, you know, think that it's a very high benchmark to go above this one. Well, that's what I was going to say, because I think 
this really for new who is the high water mark and it's not just in terms of the doctor's costumes the 12 doctor's costumes but we see it in the companions as well yeah i would argue when uh we have series eight series nine that's the best wardrobe that we have for a new who companion yeah. clara oswald 100%. i would say bill potts has the second best wardrobe yes for a new who companion yeah. I mean, obviously, I think Romana too has got the best wardrobe of any companion. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We'll get into companions' wardrobes. But everything, the fashion benchmark has been raised with the Doctor, with this Doctor. And I'm really holding out hope because we had the torch drop to some extent with the, well, to a great extent with the 13th Doctor, where we went back into a costumed drama well i was gonna say disaster we went into a costume disaster but it's not disastrous it's more sort of um it's more sort of myopic very good description thank you i got dictionary points i i think i'll use that (laughs) next time we do scrabble (laughs) no you won't (laughs) no because i can't spell it (laughs) i mean ideally all of the hoodies would be burned in a fire. But other than that, again, I don't think there's anything that I can add to the conversation about this costume. Well, not just one costume, multiple. Let's call it wardrobe. I don't think there's anything that I can add to the conversation about the wardrobe. But you're the designer. I couldn't measure this. No? No. Other than the hoodies. Oh, well, yeah. You are a broom. Question. You take a broom, you replace the handle, and then later you replace the brush. And you do that over and over again. Is it still the same broom? Answer? No, of course it isn't, but you can still sweep the floor, which is not strictly relevant. Skip that last part. You have replaced every piece of yourself, mechanical and organic, time and time Again, there's not a trace of the original you left. You probably can't even remember where you got that face from. In second place is the third Doctor, played by John Pertwee. So I'm not sure if we should call this Doctor the runner-up. Um, that seems kind of mean. But definitely in second place. And we had a lot of discussion about this, didn't we? We did. And... More than any other Doctor, this one moved up to first and then back to second (laughs) and then moved down a bit and then we finally agreed, yeah, back to second. So it's the third Doctor. Flamboyant space alien. Exactly. Just (laughs) absolutely summed it up perfectly. So I think we should talk about the reason why we like this Doctor's costume so much and why we've ranked it so high and for me I feel that everything about the creation of his wardrobe is so in line with the fact that these are the first televised adventures for the Doctor they really embrace the fact that this is in colour now so if you go from the first episode his regeneration episode We have him, and this is a scene that's sort of replayed with the 11th Doctor. So they both find their costumes in a hospital. They've been abandoned. They steal them. And the thing is, his costume that he actually takes is an opera cloak, and it's very dark. It's almost solidly black with a white shirt. But then he, what you find out is that it's got this incredible red lining, which is the thing that it really pops out at you, especially if you've done like we did, where we had a rewatch of, we went from one uh, to two to three. We watched them sort of sequential. And what comes at you after you've seen so many black and white adventures is suddenly wow these are colorized these are color adventures and as i said before the clothes really lean into that they make a real statement don't they yes they do and they're just great great outfits great colors i would also say this doctor is 
more sophisticated than the others. Yeah. So we have we have gone from the first doctor who was very buttoned up and I think we're going to get bonus points because we've used this word so much, but very, prof- oh, I can't even say it now. Very pro- Exactly, that's the one. <laughs> and then we've gone to the deconstructed space hobo look of Doctor number two. That's right. But with Doctor number three, he looks like he is about to do a speech for, for a rotary evening. He looks like he is ready to take over the mic at a lounge session he's suave he's suave maybe a little bit you know i'm not quite sure where i'm going there (laughs) but there's this there's more of a sort of worldly sophisticated i can't even say the word sophistication Sophistication. yeah there's more of a worldly sophistication to this doctor than we saw in his earlier regenerations and it really again what comes back time and time again is how when costume works with character it builds a much more coherent and bigger picture it really does yeah it's much easier for an audience to connect with a character if you've already done some of the labors in dressing them in a certain way yeah because you accept much more yeah and you kind of without knowing it you're keyed into who this person probably is by how they dress yeah and you can either play into that or you can play against it definitely but it is a real key component when you build a character and i think sometimes as we have seen in the doctors where and this is nothing to do with the Doctors themselves. I mean, no. I think the Ninth Doctor is a great Doctor. I really like the 13th Doctor. But the problem is, what would make their characters, for me, better... Stronger. Stronger, is if their costumes also mirrored a bit more of the Doctor we're going to see. Yeah. We're going to get. It would be really helpful. Yeah. Because it would just be that one extra puzzle piece that's just slotted into place. And just, yeah, it would really work for me. And this is a great example of what happens when that puzzle piece is in place. Mm. And how it literally sings. And I think we've also, we've talked about, with New Who, we've talked about um, the 11th Doctor having various costumes. We've talked about the 12th Doctor, having a wardrobe. But you have to say that all of that really started here. The third Doctor changed his costume. Frequently. Exactly. He had a whole set of evening wear gear that he took out all the time. Yeah, and it's lovely to see what you just said, evening wear. He wears it everywhere. I know. (laughs) And that's what... Yeah, that's the Doctor element of this. He wears things that you would wear to a function just going into Sainsbury's. Other supermarkets are available, but that is his vibe. And that, again, we always talk about that Doctor element, the quirky by committee element. Well, the quirky element here is that he's wearing these clothes out of context. So like you say, he's wearing them in the day, in the middle of the afternoon, and that's where it's out of context yeah. and that's where that doctor element of it not being quite right because the doctor like you always say is an alien doesn't know how to dress and often is just so far of the mark but that's kind of what makes the character really for me sing because they're so close and then they just they yeah. miss it by a mile it's, it's perfect really <laughs> again as i was saying the thing about this doctor is that there were multiple elements, multiple suits, multiple different types of colours of the suits that were brought in to his ensemble. And so, again, as we talked about with the second... Again, as we talked about with the 12th Doctor, when you think about this Doctor, you are probably going to be thinking about the costumes that you liked him in the most. Mm. So when I think about him... I really like, because green is my favourite colour, I really like the sage green velvet suit that he wore. That's the one I think of. But other people, when they think of the third Doctor, will have their own image of him. And I think that's what's 
so great about this. As we've said, he's not shackled by a silhouette. He's wearing multiples. He's wearing capes. He's wearing tailored jackets. He's got velvet. He's thankfully no tweed. I've had enough of that. That's to come. <laughs> but, you know, it's he's stepping out in different looks and I really enjoy it. And it's proof positive, if it was ever needed, that the Doctor can be completely identifiable but wear multiple outfits at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were saying about the Twelfth Doctor. Exactly. They are. He is identifiable as the Doctor. Mm. They are identifiable as the Doctor. It's exactly the same with the Third Doctor. You know it's the Doctor. You do not need to see the Doctor in a costume. No. In a, a cost, you know, the same thing week after week after week. For me, when I see 10, when I see 13, when I see 6, when I see 5, what I'm thinking about is, are they changing their clothes or do they smell? And that's taking me out of the drama because I'm thinking about that. That's the sonic question. Shower. You think it's the sonic shower. But how are they washing those clothes? Exactly. Are they real clothes? We would hope so. Is it smelly in the TARDIS? You know, there was the days when all the companions were costumed. The mm. dark days of the Fifth Doctor and the party TARDIS. Yeah. Where Tegan looms large. Tegan looms large, but let's not forget Nyssa, Adric. You know, none of them got a change of clothes, really, until quite late into how long they'd been with the Doctor. Yeah. And then they would only change it like three times, and you think, my goodness, that place must have honked. Yeah. You don't get any honking here. You know it smells good. Every day, you're getting a new dry-clean suit to wear, and that smells fresh. And he's got great aftershave. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a good cologne. I think if you went into the party TARDIS... All you would think is, I don't want to touch any surfaces. And I think all these people smile. Getting back onto the main topic. For me, this really showed how each regeneration, so the first, obviously you had the first Doctor, but the second Doctor really, I think, sets in stone what a Doctor can be, how you can take over. You're not copying. It's not another version it's, of the first Doctor. Unique. And this Doctor also took that on but with clothes basically said hey i don't need to keep a rough silhouette of the of the two characters of the two regenerations that went before me i can actually do something completely different mm. and that i think opened the door for all of the costumes that we've discussed i completely in agreement yeah. so that reason i think he belongs in second place I, i'm not going to argue with that <laughs> And and I can see you. You said you would wear wear twelves, but in all oh my god, yeah, I just you. want this wardrobe. Yeah, no, hundred percent. This is my jam. Yeah, no capes. <laughs> the only thing I'm not keen about is because you know I don't like velvet. <laughs> I don't like the feel of it. For me, it's like um, nails on a chalkboard. That is what velvet feels like to me. But. If we could get it in a non-velvet fabric, but keep the colour, yeah. I, I love all of... I love the styling. It's completely me. Um, if they said to me, you have to wear either 12 burgundy suit or anything from three, I would immediately say anything from three. <laughs> <laughs> but... you yeah. such a shrinking violet. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I mean, that's another thing. This is, this is a doctor that has got so much confidence. Yes. So much flamboyance and is not afraid. He's prepared to be seen. Exactly. He's prepared to be seen. If you don't like what he's wearing, he's going to punch you out. Yeah. <laughs> With his Venusian Kung Fu. With the Venusian Kung Fu, exactly. Yeah. Not that we condone violence. We don't not. agree with the violence. No. But, yeah, I mean, solidly, this is a wonderful costume in. It is. Really wonderful. It works with the medium of having gone from black and white into colour. The transition is perfect. And like I said, they really embrace that transition. Also, I think the fact that the Doctor is earthbound. Yeah. I think that this the costuming, in a way, makes up 
for the fact that they're earthbound a, a little bit. Yeah, and it does make you wonder if because they're earthbound, more of um, the styles that he's seeing on Earth are filtering through. Yeah. Like, for instance, that cummerbund frilly front shirt that he often wears, that is that was quite popular at the time. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I think there's an element there as well where some, maybe some of it is coming into his fashion because he can't get away, he can't leave, and so he's slowly maybe picking up bits that he's seeing. But for me, the only thing I would have liked to have seen, and actually, if I was designing this, I would like to see a hot pink velvet suit. I think it would have been so cool. <laughs> Um, and maybe even red as well. So maybe a bit, bit, a couple more colours mm. I would have liked to have seen. But other than that, there's absolutely nothing that you can do to yeah. his wardrobe. No, no, you can't do anything at all. But I'm, I'll go with you on the hot pink. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I hope that when we have the 14th Doctor, we get some pink. Because so far, we've had colour palettes for the Doctor that are, I would say they they fall into several categories. So colour palettes that the Doctor really wears, a lot of black, a lot of white. Yep. We've got a lot of earth tones. Mm. We've now looked at a lot of different types of earth tones. There's a lot of red in there and a lot of blue, which is to be, you know, yeah. yeah, because I think the TARDIS is making these clothes. But so far, sadly, no pink. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be a hot pink. You could have a blush pink. I want hot blush. pink. Okay. I want hot, hot, hot pink. You know, volcanic, well, I don't think volcanic pink, but I want a level of pink. I want Barbie pink. That's the pink I want. I want it. Do it. I want Shooty Gatwa to wear pink. <laughs> but, yeah. Other than that, it's perfect. We can say no more. I don't think they want us to. <laughs> well, though I say to myself, I think that's a remarkably efficient piece of work. Insert drum roll for first place. So, if you've stuck with us for this long you probably will be able to work out who is our number one best-dressed doctor. But just in case, it is the first doctor. Well done. It's the first doctor played by William Hartnell. And no, we didn't choose him because of his surname. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to open up the floor to you because like with the third doctor... We went back and forth on this one quite a lot. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't feeling it when you first proposed the first Doctor to be the top of the list. However, the more I thought about it, the more I totally agree with you. And I'm just going to now open the floor to you. For me, the first Doctor is at number one because it's really down to the excellent design choices. So you've got the Victorian and the Edwardian style in the costume. Victorian and Edwardian clothes were very in vogue with the Carnaby Street 60s generation of young people. However, it was young people that would be wearing an item of vintage clothing. But the first Doctor is head to toe in vintage, which looks eccentric because he appears as an old man. This fashion trend was one for the youth for teens and twenties. Also being the first Doctor, I have to say that this costume embodies many of the essential elements that will be seen in costume after costume throughout the generations. I mean, I think because he is the first, and Doctor Who is one of those shows that with each regeneration, with each series, you're building a new audience. That is a wonderful positive, but I guess the other side of that is because this show has got so many seasons it's I mean if you just look at it as it is now the new who that's already got 13 seasons and how many doctors maybe 15 doctors if you count in war and Dr Ruth so it's there's a lot of doctors with new who and then if you go even further back than that you've got eight from the original series if you count the tv movie and I mean they are they span decades absolutely decades it's quite remarkable it is but the the downside of that is 
as you continue to grow your audience, hopefully, as new doctors arrive, you're getting further and further away from the first doctor. And I guess for some people, the impetus to go back and watch a TV show that's now almost 60 years old is is not really there. No, no. If you can even see the episodes without buying the DVDs. Good point. So I think, yeah, I th- I completely agree with you. He is the first doctor. He has to go at the top because his fashion is, it is the cornerstone of Doctor Who. Absolutely. And I know some people are going to come at me now and they're going to say, what about the fugitive doctor? Well, I'm not totally sure whether the fugitive doctor comes before the first doctor or after. So we're taking it that it comes uh maybe well i think it comes before but in terms of the tv show the fugitive doctor is dressed like that because of the first doctor Mm. because the fugitive doctor is has been added now looking into how the doctor dresses so we have to say we have to be honest in a way and say no the first doctor in terms of fashion, is the first Doctor, is 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 the progenitor of all. Oh, absolutely. Do you know, uh, talking about the, the 60 years, wouldn't it be lovely if the BBC just did a, a couple of, you know, maybe one t- to commemorate Doctor Who, just one of, of his shows and one of Triton's and just one of everybody's, really. Just what, one just screened one? Yeah. Yeah, that would be very good. That would be very interesting. I'd like that. I you would know, I, I mean, obviously, the one that you'd want to to screen of his would be the first episode that he did, yeah, An Earthy Child. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good idea, having a screening of each of the um, Doctor's episodes, you know, leading up would be really interesting. Getting back to our main point, which we've gone around <laughs> the houses off. with this one. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, as I said. He is the progenitor of all, and that's why we've decided to put him in first place. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a, quite a great spirit of adventure, don't you think? So there we are, with our... Best dress ranking completed. Let us know what you thought of the ranking, whether you agreed with it, whether you disagreed with it. Who's your best dressed doctor? I'd love to know. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you again to my co host, my guest co host, my wonderful mum. Thank you for being such an amazing co host again. It's been a pleasure. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating as it helps others to find us. Thank you so much for listening and we will be back with you with a new episode at the end of September.